Welcome to the Erickson Covenant Church Podcast. We're happy that you would join us for today's teaching. As a church, we're passionate about helping people find and follow Jesus, no matter who they are or where they are from. If you have any questions about Jesus, the church, or the teaching you're hearing today, please don't hesitate to contact us online at ericksoncovenant.ca. And now, let's listen to this week's teaching. Good morning, Erickson. I'm Glenn, and it's my privilege to serve Covenant Churches across Canada as President and Superintendent of the Evangelical Covenant Church of Canada. My family and I live outside of Calgary, Alberta, where we've been running the incredibly effective Peterson Homeschool for the Gifted and Easily Distracted, crushing quotas for Zoom calls and creating massive amounts of videos, including the COVID-19-inspired Living on a Prayer. I'm so thankful for the faithful ministry of churches like yours in this global pandemic. The work of leaders and pastors across the country to adapt and utilize whatever tools are available has been amazing. I'm grateful for Pastor Tom and encouraged by him taking some time to rest this month. Please continue to pray for our broader community as churches face ongoing uncertainty and many unknowns due to the coronavirus as they look for meaningful ways to find rest and renewal in these summer months and seek to understand and find ourselves as Canadians in the equally significant racial pandemic that's visible in the United States and look to the Holy Spirit to find a way towards regathering and new normals over the coming months. I pray that your vision mission statement to help people find and follow Jesus might be true. May you as individuals families, and community. Look to Jesus and be the church. I'm grateful for this opportunity to spend some time in God's word with you today as we live in the land between. March 15th, I drove through Creston on my way home from Nelson, passed through Cranbrook, and as I passed through Fernie, it happened. My wife Becca called to say that school was canceled. The previous seven days had been marked with uncertainty over the impact of the coronavirus. Warnings had been issued. Communities in Washington in California states were already sheltering in place. Some ECCC churches had chosen not to meet that day. But I will always remember that call from Becca as I asked her, how long are schools canceled? And she simply said, for the rest of the school year. Music to every parent's ears. At that moment, I knew we were in the land between. Over the last 10 years, I've used this phrase from Pastor Jeff Mannion to describe those moments in our lives when we realize that everything has been turned upside down. The tumor is malignant. We have to let you go. Dad, I'm at the police station. This relationship isn't working anymore. Mom, Dad, I'm pregnant. The sometimes uncomfortable space between what was and what may be, marked by uncertainty, unknowns, and often sprinkled with pain and anxiety. No one asked to enter the land between, but I've come to believe that this is often where our gracious God does some of the best formational work. We've all been in the land between since the middle of March, and it won't be the last time we enter this land. 
May God encourage us by his spirit as we find ourselves in this season and continue to trust in him. One of the recurring frustrations I've encountered has been the lack of certainty and ambiguity of how to orient ourselves in this season. Put another way, I keep asking, where are we? I believe we can find ourselves on this map. You are here. This happens to be a map of the Sinai Desert. Through this COVID season, I've often found myself in the New Testament in the book of Acts. The Israelites experience an exile and the Exodus narrative. This is the story I'd like to look at briefly this morning. The story, if you're not familiar with it, goes like this. A generation of Israelites were enslaved in Egypt under the pharaohs. God calls a guy by the name of Moses to lead his people to the land of Canaan, the promised land. Moses does just this. He leads God's people out of slavery. But as we open the story today in Numbers chapter 11, the Israelites from Egypt aren't in Canaan yet. They're in the middle of the Sinai desert. They're in the brown space between two green spaces. If my math is right, they've been in this space for about two years. Let's read from Numbers 11. It it actually reads a bit better if you do it in a sort of whiny voice. The rabble within them began to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing and said, If only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. But now we've lost our appetite. We never see anything but this, this manna. You'd think that in the desert, nothing much would grow. But the land between is fertile ground. It's fertile ground for complaint. I mean, who responds this way? God delivered the Israelites out of slavery. We read in Exodus that God faithfully led them through uncertainty with a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. It may have been a bit nondescript, but God provided nourishment for his people through daily manna. Literally, what is it? I mean, how could the same thing over and over and over again, as long as it wasn't slavery, get old? You can almost hear Bubba in Forrest Gump talking about all the different ways you can cook shrimp. You know, sautéed manna, deep-fried manna. Manna with Frank's hot sauce. I'm sure that every day began to taste and smell like every other day, but come on. Where does your voice join the Israelite choir? Is this ringing any bells for any of you? The voice of complaint that the Israelites lifted in the desert is basically the voice that says, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. I created a little list of things that that maybe you would be sick of in the midst of Corona days. I'm sick of taking my classes online. I'm sick of not being able to hang out with my friends. I'm sick of being stuck at home. I'm sick of feeling like a science experiment when I go into the grocery store. I love my kids, but I'm sick of all my kids being home all the time. Do any of these sound familiar? 
What's on your list? Have you spoken any of these or thought any of them? I'm sick of working at home or trying to work at home. I'm sick of being a homeschool parent. I'm sick of video conferencing. I'm sick of worrying about if I'm going to get called back to work. I'm sick of waiting for the Blue Jays to start playing ball or for the Canucks or Flames to ever finish their season. I'm sick of every day feeling the same. Thankfully, this one is wearing off as things open up, but we'd often joke about every day is Sunday or Tuesday or whatever. I'm sick of being told to wash my hands. This season has felt like a giant cardio stress test to me. And many of us have come face to face with our resiliency and strength, but also our brokenness. Some of these complaints might seem like misdemeanors, but when you begin to live with a spirit of complaint, it begins to take hold of your heart. If we read down further in the text, we discover that the Israelites weren't just complaining about the cafeteria food, they were grumbling against God. Numbers chapter 11 is is just like, we were better off in Egypt, we were better off as slaves, we were better off without you kind of manifesto. And it wasn't their first offense. We see in Exodus 15, 16, 17, some of the Psalms all exposing this kind of grumbling. The whole Exodus journey of the Israelites with God might be summed up with this question. God asking his people, will you trust me? The Israelites said no. God had brought life out of death. Do you believe, God asked, I can bring something out of nothing? And yet his people were stuck in a groove. The very event intended to grow trust was only producing complaint. This is dangerous space. Whenever you travel through the land between, your heart is at risk. It's incredible space for God to do some of his best work. It's also incredible opportunity to lose it. Friends, complaint and trust are incompatible roommates. Something happens. Complaint shows up. Unpacks his bags. Started a load of laundry. She starts going through your refrigerator. Even as you move its bags to the curb and change the locks, it crawls back through the guest room window. Complaint resists eviction. But here's the thing. Trust evicts complaint. Trust and complaint are incompatible roommates. One inevitably pushes the other one out. It wasn't just the Israelites, though. As I read this text, I see God's people losing it. I wonder, where's Moses? Where's that, you know, unshakable, faithful, valiant, even though reluctant leader? As someone seeking to lead well in a crisis, how's Moses holding up during this time? Let's take the camera off of the people of Israel for a minute and turn it on to Moses as he suffers a complete breakdown. The prayer that Moses offers is in number, Numbers 11. As Moses prays to God, it's one of the most honest, real, and raw prayers you can see. We read, He asked the Lord, Why have you brought this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you that you put the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth? 
Why do you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant to the land you promised on oath to their ancestors? Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing to me, give us meat to eat. I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. If this is how you're going to treat me, God, please go ahead and kill me now. If I have found favor in your eyes, do not let me face my own ruin. This guy is so beyond exhaustion. He's spent. He's overdrawn. He's emotionally thin. Not only is the land between fertile ground for complaint, it can also be fertile ground for meltdown. This season of COVID-19 has been a tremendous amplifier for emotional tantrums and meltdowns. It can feel like a giant pile-on. Cracks in a marriage become fissures. Financial strain become fault lines. Honest doubt becomes jaded cynicism. Many of you might say, things were great when we went into this season, but they've just deteriorated under the strain. Now you may be saying, this is too heavy. I can't carry this anymore. The land between is fertile ground for emotional meltdown. This is the language, the, the language of Moses, the language he's using for trying to carry these people across the desert. But Moses isn't carrying a baby. It's like carrying a Buick across the desert. I don't think Moses is just ranting about life. He's saying, this is the situation that I'm in, God. I can't carry this one more step. If you find yourself in this season in one of these meltdown moments, know that you're not alone. This is a human response. But there's also an art to crying out to God in our moments of need. Maybe you call it confession. Maybe you call it lament. It's that point where we're at the end of our rope. Jesus reminds us in the Beatitudes, and I've been reminded of this many times over the last several months, you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope, because when there's less of you, there's more room for God. Moses models how to pray an honest prayer when everything's coming unglued. Into this honest and transparent prayer, God speaks. We read, Bring me 70 of Israel's elders who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of meeting that they may stand there with you. I will come down and speak with you there, and I will take some of the power of the Spirit that is on you and put it on them. They will bear the burden of the people with you so that you will not have to carry it alone. I don't know about you, but I love that God's response to this broken, raw, honest prayer and this man in the land between is compassion. It's grace. It's help. It's not buck up. It's I am with you in the form of the community that is around you. I am here. I wonder how many of you need to hear that truth today. I know I do. In your land between, do you need to be reminded that God is with you? 
that God is for you, that God will provide even as we ask him to be near, to be with us and for us and meet us in our time of need. I love this image of God pouring out his spirit, even in this Pentecostal season. I think this text is a sort of foreshadowing of God's empowering spirit coming to dwell with his people so that we will not have to carry the burden alone. We don't have to be self-sufficient. The land between is fertile ground for complaint. It's not only fertile ground for meltdown, but it's also fertile ground to experience provision. God provides leaders for his exhausted leader Moses. God provides. This text is a powerful image of the living God who dearly loves his children and longs to provide in our moment of need. But the tension is real. The land between isn't easy. Trust battles complaint. Meltdowns rise against transparency. Despair lurks even as, the, as God promises and offers provision. One of the gifts I've found in this season is a slower pace. I was averaging two to three times a month where I was away from home. Our family often struggling to find one night a week where we could sit down and share a meal together. All the things we were doing were good. But this season has invited us to reflect on God's best things. Jesus' followers asked him to teach them to pray. He offered a simple response. He says, pray, Father, Dad, your name be praised. Your rule, your reign on earth as it is in heaven. Provide. Did you hear that, church? Jesus says, pray, provide. Into this season, give us our daily bread, our manna of the moment. Provide the groceries that we need today. Provide the patience that we need today. Provide the endurance that we need today. Please, God, provide the gentleness that we need today. The peace that we need today. Provide the joy that we need today. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us today the things we need today. He says, forgive us, deliver us, lead us. And to all of this, I say, yes. But the tension, the distractions, the uncertainty, the anxiety, they're real. But so is the glory of the goodness, the faithfulness of our God. In this upside down season, I want to trust more than I complain. I want to be honest and transparent in my raw emotion, not throw tantrums. I want to hope in the presence and provision of the living God. I love the humanity revealed in Numbers 11. Even in the face of the voice of God, Moses isn't completely sold. The creator of the cosmos cosmos speaks and Moses isn't completely buying it. If you read on, he's still bargaining with God. God finally asked this powerful question that I want to leave you with today. In Numbers 11.23, the Lord answers, the Lord speaks into Moses' doubt with a question. Is my arm too short? Isn't that good? Do you hear that response in the season, church? 
God says, is my arm too short? Is there anything that I possibly cannot do? I wonder what questions do I have in this moment that more quickly become complaint than expressions of trust? What emotions are you experiencing that need to be transformed from tantrums into transparency? What do you want? What do you need the living God to do or provide in this season? Provision over despair. Friends, be reminded this day that our present realities do not dictate the truth of who we are, the hope we have, or what God is able to do. God, will you offer grace in our day? May the barren landscape of trial become fertile soil of new growth. May you revive our spirits and renew our laughter. May we find you, the living God, in our pain and trust. You in this season of waiting. May the one who redeems and restores all things meet us powerfully as we journey through the land between. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope today's teaching provided you with life-changing truth and valuable insight. We hope you've learned of some practical steps forward in your spiritual journey, whether you're finding Jesus for the first time or you have been following him for years. Do you know someone who would be encouraged by what you heard today? We invite you to share this podcast so they can be encouraged too. For more information or to ask more questions, you can connect with us through our website, ericksoncovenant.ca. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for the Erickson Covenant Church.